looking for the officials. Signal none yet, and there it is. Touchdown, Bulls. Two and a half to go before halftime. This has been a doozy of an opening half for Raymond James Stadium. Brian Batty has already taken one back for a touchdown tonight, and he does it again. Bulls back in front. Right, welcome into another edition of the Fletcher and Fowler podcast here as we are uh, just a few hours away from game day. Welcome to the 2022 football season as I alluded in the previous podcast if you listen to that. Uh, my name is Will Turner. I'm your host of the Fletcher and Fowler podcast here as we get you ready uh, for USF and number 25 BYU from Raymond James Stadium. This podcast will be a little bit of a different uh, podcast for us here as we... Um, you know, take a look at kind of the other side of college football in a sense, uh, the betting side as, as we take a look at, uh, you know, kind of what, what Saturday will bring with uh, the, the Bulls and Cougars in addition to uh, some other week games around the country. Uh, we bring on a, a special guest and I'll introduce him in just a second here as we I get this one rolling. Again, if this is your first time listening to the Fletcher and Fowler podcast, we do appreciate you guys making this one a listen as we continue to grow this podcast throughout the USF space. We've already gotten some great feedback uh, from across uh, the uh, USF world. So thanks a bunch for, for all of that as we continue to you know, kind of make this a, a, a brighter, brighter thing as we head through the 2022 college football season. So um, with that being said, uh, make sure to check us out on all four of the major podcast distributors between Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. We're on all four of those. Or you can listen in your uh, favorite browser in the megaphone.fm embed within uh, your favorite browser, whether that's Safari, Google, uh, Google Chrome, Firefox. I was listening to a prior podcast and, and criticized people for, for using Firefox. So um, however you want to listen to the podcast, you can do so um, there. There's a variety of ways to be able to do so. Make sure to subscribe so that you never miss another episode of the podcast, so that way you get your notifications whenever another edition of the podcast drops. So today we're going to bring on, uh, in just a minute here, a, a guest that is very well-versed within the betting realm, that knows uh, very much what he's talking about, a guy that I have a lot of admiration for with um, some of the things that he's done. Um, I mean, the homie retired at like 26. So I thought that was pretty cool. He's a guy that I've gotten to sit down and, and in person and talk with. And we've got some cool things in the works uh, with uh, Bulls 24-7 and, and a partnership with his brand. Um, he runs a, a, a service called Pickles Picks, uh, which is a information service essentially about helping you figure out which bets to take he he drops in about you know 15 to 20 bets per day um does a lot of college football major league baseball all that good stuff he's a local guy he's a usf alum so you know that helps as 
Um, you know, you're not getting some some guy out in Vegas or some guy, you know, uh, uh, off the beaten trail. This is a, a USF alum that'll be that'll be on the podcast here today, so that's always fun. And we're gonna do about a 15 to 20 minute or 10 to 15 minute segment with him um, at least once a week um, to to kind of break down a f- couple of free plays for him that he's got. Um, if you want the full uh, betting slate for the uh, week and and kind of where uh, Joe Joe Pickell uh, is his name gets you know kind of the um, you want to know his full betting slate and what he's you know targeting throughout the the full week um, in the full month. I mean this dude's been up you know month after month after month. Um, he, he also drops some stocks, some crypto plays, things like that, if that's your cup of tea. Um, but plenty of sports betting um, advice. Again, strictly informational. Um, so without further ado, we will bring on Joe Pickell of PicklesPicks.com. And welcome back to the Fletcher Ed Fowler podcast here as we get you ready for uh, week one of college football around the country here as we uh, also get you ready for USF BYU. We've got a special guest. Finally, the scheduling worked out for it. It's been crazy for both of us over the last uh, couple of weeks, but I've got the owner, uh, the founder of uh, Pickles Picks, which is a, a, a one of the best uh, information services um, around in regards to sports betting. Um Joe does such a, a great job with 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 everything that that he that he runs, um, you know, has is a trailblazer in his industry um, and, and retired at a much younger age than I wish I could have ever retired at. So we bring him <laughs> onto the pod here. Appreciate you joining, Joe. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for the kind words, brother. <laughs> So we get you ready uh, for this one. We uh, we got a couple things we want to hit on today's pod. Um, first one being is is I got for the first time ever uh, for this preseason, I got a chance to participate in the American Athletic Conference uh, media poll, uh, the ballot here, as uh, it was a really cool opportunity. I was really happy to be able to participate in it. Uh, like I said, the first time in my five years of covering USF, I thought that was that was a pretty cool nod. So um, we'll dive into that actually real quick here. The conference announced with their poll that Houston would be the favorite to win the American Athletic Conference, followed by Cincinnati in second place, UCF in third, SMU fourth, Memphis fifth, East Carolina sixth, Tulane seven. Tulsa 8th, USF in ninth, so the Bulls towards the back half of the conference there. Uh, Navy in 10th, and Temple uh, was pretty much, I, I'd say, consensus last uh, with the amount of votes that they got. So that's kind of what we, uh, what the media picked. Uh, I'll give my ballot here in a minute. Joe, I think we were both in agreement about Houston, just kind of your, your thoughts on the, on the Cougars uh, possibly winning this conference. Yeah, I um I agree with a lot of where the media put a lot of those teams, actually. I think Temple will be at the bottom. I think Houston will win it. And a big reason for that is, like you said, they were undefeated in conference play last year. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, since he is one of the top teams that lost most of their players to either the NFL or just graduation this year, I think they're returning 
somewhere around 10% of their team. I do think UCF will be pretty good. I know that they played South Carolina State last night, but they beat the brakes off them by like 48 or something. Yep. So I think they'll be a top three team. And I agree. I think I actually have SMU at four, Memphis at five, USF towards the bottom. But like you said, not the worst. I think that Temple will be the worst. I think Navy will be the second worst. And then probably USF will be in that area about right above them. But yeah, I would probably, if I had to guess, I would say I'd take Houston to win the, the conference this year. I think Clayton Toon is one of the most uh, underrated quarterbacks in college football. Um, I yeah. think that offense I mean, is primed to do a lot of good things too. Yeah, their offense is always really good, honestly. Um, but I think that they have the most complete team this year. But I, like, I really wouldn't be surprised if you saw US, UCF have another really good season, too, as much as I don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Houston, Houston's interesting. Um, you know, I, I think they're probably the most, I, I'd say, complete team, especially offensively with, with, with Toon and, and, and uh, Nate Tank Dell as yeah, wide receiver. He had a really, really good season last year. I agree. Yeah. Um, UCF could be interesting. I think UCF is is and 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 I've talked to a couple people um, that are you know a little bit less non biased. It's it's really about their quarterback situation. Does Houston play UCF this year? I think they do. Right? They, I think it's they do UCF. not. They do not. They do UCF's not. UCF's conference schedule is actually very forgiving. That's that's also why I like them because their schedule. I was looking at it and I could really only pick like one or two games that I could see them losing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've got SMU, Temple, they go to East Carolina, they have Cincinnati at home, they go to Memphis, which I think was the one game that we were, like, trying to figure out a Memphis at Memphis. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that. They don't have Uh, Tulsa on their schedule, who's been their biggest uh, kryptonite over the last 10 years. And their out-of-conference schedule is weak as hell, too. Yeah, well, they've got Louisville, which USF has, and then – Georgia Tech uh, goes to the bounce house. Yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech, I think, doesn't run the triple option anymore, but I don't think they're going to be that good. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. So, that'll be interesting. So, I had Houston at one. I had UCF at two. Uh, Cincinnati between uh, – Cincinnati and third, I think they'll be all right. Um, I put a lot of stock into Memphis this year. Um, I had them at eight and four. I think they got hit by the injury bug. Last year, Seth Hannigan, I think, is a better quarterback than, than what people give him credit for. Then um, I had East Carolina at fifth. I had SMU sixth. And then a whole group of five and seven teams, at least teams that I projected in Navy at yeah. USF and Tulsa. I didn't know what to make about the whole middle part of the conference. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have the same top three. I think I switched SMU and Memphis with you. Um we probably have the same bottom two. And then, yeah, like Tulane, Tulsa, and USF are like those teams that they're going to be between like four and six, like around there somewhere. And I'm sure a couple of those will go one way or the other. But, yeah, those would be teams. Like, so, personally, I think USF might win five games. And I think that Navy has a better shot at losing – or, sorry, not winning five games just because, I don't know, like they were pretty bad last year. And that triple option is just kind of phasing out of college football. So – I just don't really see them making much noise at all. I get, I may have given them a little too much credit about some of the upsets because we, we talked about that, uh, about they always get, you know, w- these weird upsets every now and again. They do. Yeah, they do. And, and win games that they shouldn't. So I think I had them upsetting ECU 
in Cincinnati, which I mean, Cincinnati's a reach. Cincinnati, I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, man, they almost got them last year, and I think Cincinnati has to come to their place this year. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's it's, it's always possible. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then I had two teams that I had projected to to go winless in conference play, um, and that was Tulane and Temple. Um, I can see Temple. Tulane, <laughs> it, right be bad. <laughs> but the the thing that gets me is Tulane's win total was at six but if yeah, you look at their was... non-conference schedule they're gonna go three and one in September yeah and 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 you and maybe you you stumble into a win here and a win there maybe you win five games yeah they're not winning six games there's no way yeah, yeah. So let's dive into some some conference win totals before we wrap up uh, uh, talking about the conference. Um, you had a couple off the top of your head uh, that yeah, you like. Sure. Uh, give those I mean, to, to the listeners. Yeah, so, I mean, if, A, I'm definitely taking the Houston over just for everything because of everything we just said. I think they have the best quarterback in the conference. I think they have the best offense. I just think they have the best team in the conference, honestly. Um I'm going to go with the Navy under because it was, I think it was even money or maybe even a little bit plus money. So I believe the total on my book was four and a half. It could be different on other books, but going through their schedule, I just, I don't really even see them winning more than three games. And then I have like a a dark horse over, if you will. And I, this is in the most non-biased way possible. I really could (laughs) see USF winning five games. I mean, their over under was four and a half. It was like plus 120 on my book. And I mean, they're returning, I think they're number three in the country in returning starters. Granted, that's not saying much because they weren't very good last year, but that being said, it will start to gel something. And they're, they have the Baylor quarterback from last year who's pretty experienced just in, in college football in general. So I could see them winning a few games where Vegas might undervalue the Bulls. And um, I don't think they're going to have like a breakout season, but I think it's going to be a little bit better than what most people have experienced recently or think that they're going to have this year. So I think that's good a good sign for USF fans, but I wouldn't get excited about like them going to a bowl or anything. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned um, you mentioned Houston. They were uh, their their line was set at nine wins, so you're going to take the over on that. I believe the over yeah. was 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 plus money. Um, I didn't have the the number when I when I when the I Houston one might have been together. might have been pretty even. It might have been a little bit minus, but it wasn't much if it was. Yeah, and then Navy was uh, their win total was set at four and a half. Yeah, on my um, book, was it was even. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. It was, uh, and then USF was also four and a half for yeah. uh, I mean I'm, I'm I'm trying to say as unbiased as possible with USF but I really do think they could win five games this year they just need to win one of those like Tulane Tulsa games I don't know we'll see yeah yeah yeah, yeah without a doubt oh, they played Louisville BYU UF like they have a tough out of conference schedule yep yep and I'll give and I'll give my overall USF prediction at the end of this podcast because uh because I know I've, I've had a ton of fans that have asked me where where where, where I think they sit in the grand hey man as as an as an alumni of the school I would love to see them turn a corner but it's just I need to see it first you know it's mm-hmm. been a couple of years with just nothing like no momentum like not even just like little changes that you would think just like shift the culture I mean thankfully they're building all the new facilities and everything but it's, I don't know, it'd be nice to see them get back to their winning days. <laughs> yeah. And a, and a quick, 
Quick disclaimer as we continue here on this podcast, on the Fletcher and Fowler podcast with Joe Pickell of Pickles Picks. Um, this is all information that you hear on this podcast this afternoon or this evening as you listen to it here um, on the Fletcher and Fowler podcast. None of the information that you hear on this podcast today is going to be financial information. If you think you might have a problem with gambling, the Gambling Addiction Hotline, the National Council on Problem Gambling phone number is 1-800-522-4700. Again, that's 1-800-522-4700. Again, any information regarding betting, picks, futures on the Fletcher and Fowler podcast is all strictly informational. So let's dive back into uh, USF a little bit here as we get ready for Saturday. USF and BYU get ready to go um, at four o'clock later this afternoon. If you're listening to this podcast as it drops on Saturday morning at Raymond James Stadium, the Bulls have had the line shift slightly in their favor. It was originally set at the 12 point. Now it's an 11 and a half point underdog. Uh, 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 USF is an 11 and a half point underdog. Um, the over under is set at 58 for this one, um, in Tampa, uh, ESPN FPI ha- gives the bulls a 35% chance to win S and P plus, uh, by ESPN has USF losing 37 to 20. So a 17 point spread there by S and P, but the line as of now, as of recording this at about noon Friday is 11 and a half. Um, Joe, just kind of, what's your thoughts? So I'll start off with what my model predicts. So my model predicts, and this is just a simulation model. You know, it's basically like, say you play Madden, you plug it in a million times divided by a million, and then that's what your score is. So my model is predicting 44 to 19 with a 73% chance of BYU covering 11 and a half. That being said, I don't think it'll be that big of a blowout. Um, So that would indicate that you should take BYU to cover and the over. So I'll go into a couple notes I have. Um, the challenges that I could see for BYU, if it comes to this, um, for them to cover the spread, I would say the travel length and the time change, the, the increase in humidity and heat, those are going to be issues for them because they haven't been practicing in this type of weather, and obviously USF has. Um, I think USF's new quarterback is going to be really good from Baylor. And a, a pretty bad USF team looked really good against a, what most of the nation would have recognized as a very good BYU team in the second half of last year's game. So they've shown that they can hang with them. But my issue is just they haven't proven that they really can beat anybody in the last few years. So that's why, like, I'm personally probably going to hold on this game, but I'm, I would probably still lean BYU to cover. So my challenges for USF to cover the list is a little bit longer. I think I'm pretty sure that BYU hasn't less, hasn't lost less than 10 games in like three years. And I don't think USF has had a winning season in three or four years. So BYU also returned quite a bit of of players on their roster, not as many as USF, but they were a much better team. So it's going to take everything that the bulls have, and they're going to have to play nearly a perfect game for them to cover the spread, which doesn't give me that much confidence. So, like I said, personally, I'm going to hold off, but my model indicates that the over and BYU to cover are probably the moves. And this is just like history and trends. I mean, as much as I would love to see USF win, like I, I, I'm not rooting against them by any means. I just haven't seen anything that indicates to me that 
they're going to like shock the world with this. So it just seems too uncertain to risk like betting on them to cover. So I don't know. I really don't think that they can, but we'll see. It's like, you know, it's college football. You never, you never know. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have asked me, do they think the, you know, do they think the 12 points is well now 11 and a half is, is, is it will be why you cover that, you know, in my mind, BYU, just they they don't travel to Florida well. You know, the last time the Cougars came to, to Florida, they did come out with a win, but that game was in December. It was a little cooler. Um, played, uh, you know, UCF in the Boca Raton Bowl. That was their, just their first win in Florida, I think, in program history. So, um, and even when they came, you know, they came to Florida last year uh, in 2019, Zach Wilson was hurt. Uh, Jaron Hall got his first career start. Um, you know, and, and, and they struggled, um, you know, coming yeah, that's a good across point. the country. That's but, I, I, do, I do think the traveling could be an issue for them. I agree. Yeah. So it should be, it should be, you know, I, I, I think that there's a lot more, you know, I think there, there's a lot more reason to say that BYU is going to cover. Uh, I'm with you on that as opposed to, as opposed to USF. Yeah, just historic. Um, but especially game one, you know, I, I, it's, it's so tough to tell USF has two, two, you know, brand new coordinators and a new quarterback and a completely exactly. rebuilt defense. I mean, there's just, you know, there's a lot. And that's where it could go either way, right? Like these two coordinators could come out and call a hell of a game and they could hang with them or they could just not gel well and they could lose by 50. <laughs> like That's why that's why it goes back to just that's too uncertain. Like I'll, granted, a lot of week one college football games are too uncertain to realistically bet. But right. but I mean, I don't know. I mean, right. you have you, you make a good point, though. Like the heat will be a factor for the guys from Utah, for sure. Like that's going to be a factor. But yeah. I think you know, we'll talk about the UF Utah game later, and I'll I'll come back around to almost a similar idea of why I think it's going to be tough for Utah against um, UF as well. So I mean, it's it's not impossible, but like I said, man, it's just hard to take USF without seeing, and like you said, like with the coordinators and the rebuilt defense, like we don't really know like if it's going to work. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Yep. Yeah, well, I know, I know for a fact that that there were, uh, you know, Utah practiced a little bit with uh, in preparation for the game against Florida. Um, you know, uh, they they did a little bit. Uh, uh, they did some some practices and cranked up the humidity or had a humidifier, something yeah. of the sort, and um, you know, uh, tried to simulate what the swamp will feel like, but, but I don't think there's truly a way to be able to, to do that. No, I mean, that, I mean, it helps. I don't, I don't think BYU is doing that either. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think BYU has the resources to do that, but I mean, uh, it's, it's definitely the, the closest you can get, but yeah, you can't really simulate it. It's just like trying to get in shape for a game, right? Like there's nothing like being in game shape until you start playing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so. tough. Yeah, weather forecast for tomorrow calls for a 50% chance of rain. Um, there's no really given time when the rain's supposed to hit, so who knows? Plus, it's Florida. It's stuff likes to bubble up on us. Yeah, it's 4 o'clock. It'd probably rain. <laughs> yeah, mostly cloudy. Uh, conditions expected 93 degrees uh, at kickoff yeah. with a feels-like temperature of 103. So, yeah. um, and that's courtesy of, of Dark Sky, uh, the – greatest weather app known to man um 
but you know, so we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. That'll be interesting. You know, so, uh, Joe's final verdict from the sounds of it is, is BYU covers and the over, but personally you're sticking away from it. Yes. And that's, and it's not like a bias thing. I just really genuinely, I don't, I don't, it's just too much of, I mean, (laughs) I guess if I was really going to throw my money down, I would lean BYU. But like I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching this game. (laughs) I'm just going to watch it as a fan. (laughs) There you go. Um, So moving, you know, a little bit towards the broader sense of college football week zero had a variety of games um, across the country. Um, Obviously uh, a big one within the big 10 um, in Northwestern and uh, Nebraska, one where Nebraska had an 11 point lead before a puzzling onside kick decision by Scott Frost. Yeah, um, Northwestern yep. ends up winning that one 31 to 28. You also saw Utah State beat, beat UConn. Florida State took care of business at home. Uh, future American Athletic Conference uh, counterparts, Florida Atlantic. Uh, beat Charlotte 43 to 13. North Carolina was in action and beat Florida AM. Vanderbilt beat put 63 on Hawaii. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen them <laughs> score like 25. <laughs> right. So, uh, what were your takeaways, maybe from a betting sense of uh, we were talking about Nebraska and Northwestern before we hopped on? So, I never really was high on Scott Frost when he got to Nebraska. I think that his talent when he was at UCF was really good compared to his competition and I and I mean it's kind of showered he hasn't really done anything with Nebraska and a lot of people thought this year would be his year and that was in my eyes a pretty I don't want to say must win game but uh, I mean Northwestern's projected to be like a middle of the pack Big Ten team and I think Curb, Curb Street like picked um, Nebraska to go to the Big Ten final I was like this guy's crazy so I took <laughs> I took uh, Northwestern plus 11. And like you said, I mean, it was due to some bad play calling with an onside kick that makes no sense at all, but they ended up winning the game outright by three points. So they ended up covering the spread by two touchdowns, which is not a good look for Scott Frost, who in my opinion was already on the hot seat. Like he gave up his play calling duties. He's so now he actually has an offensive coordinator because that was supposed to alleviate a lot of their clock management issues. They had a lot of like one touchdown losses due to bad clock management last year. And a lot of that they claimed was because Scott Frost was so in tune with calling the plays that he wasn't really paying attention to the situational football going on, which is ridiculous in my opinion. But uh, that was a big takeaway for me. I thought they were going to, I didn't, actually, I thought they would win, but I thought that Northwestern would cover. So the fact that Northwestern actually got out of there with a win, I know it was in Europe, which is a weird spot for both teams, but it's not a good look for Nebraska. And I don't know how much longer Scott Frost is going to last there. That was my biggest. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the biggest question around the country, right? I think. I, I don't know. Uh, how long are they going to? Well, this is what, his third year? Yeah, I think so. so like, yeah. I, I, usually that's about the, the time where they move on if you don't show that you can do something. No. So, I mean. One of these days we're going to have to, for the next pot, for the next pot, we're going to have to uh, look at uh, the odds of the first coach to be fired and see if yeah, uh, Scott I, Frost is negative 200 at this there. point. That was a game they really expected to win. Like, that was that had to be a pretty disappointing loss, like, in the locker room, like, for the coaches. Uh, just everyone was probably like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> 
kind of like how we are when every time we watch USF play. <laughs> so, uh, you know, week one uh, has gotten underway with some Thursday games, uh, you know, some, some, some marquee matchups. Oklahoma State took care of business at home. The number 12 Cowboys beat Central Michigan in a game where Central Michigan scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> um, so back to our cover there. Yeah, and I think Oklahoma State almost covered the full game over and like the freaking by themselves. Like I think they overhit in the first half. Oh Lord! Uh, Pittsburgh beat West Virginia in the backyard brawl, so that was a good one there. We mentioned UCF beating up on South Carolina State. Uh, Penn State in a dramatic fashion beat Purdue. Um, yeah. I think you had Penn State uh, minus three yesterday. I did. Yes, I did. So yeah. hit by one. That was a good one. Yep, yep, yep. And then um, full slate on Friday. Full slate uh, that we unfortunately the Friday games kind of fall on that dead period where you know we're recording on Friday, but we're not going to release till yeah. till till tomorrow. But um, let's look at uh, let's look at Saturday. Obviously, a full slate. Um, college football is officially back. You've got some marquee matchups on the schedule. Um, NC State East Carolina is one that 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 pops off the page to me. Um, yep. Of course, Oregon Georgia at the Chick Fil A kickoff in Atlanta is going to be a good one. Cincinnati and Arkansas, uh, Houston UTSA. You've got a bunch of quality matchups. Um, give me uh, a few of the plays, and uh, we'll call these the 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 pickles picks uh, free place free play segment here on the Fletcher Fowler <laughs> podcast. Uh, we'll find a better name for that as we get to uh, week one. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I got four plays that – so my model rates these plays on an ABC level basis. So all of the following that I'm about to say are rated with an A, and I'll go into a little bit of detail, but not too much. So the first one I have is Bowling Green and UCLA over 56, and I would buy a half a point because I think it's 56 and a half. But – my model predicts this to hit by 12 points with a 68% chance of the overhitting. And I personally think UCLA is going to win by 40. I think they could, they could score 50 alone. So that just leaves Bowling Green with hopefully scoring a touchdown. I think they will probably score one, maybe two. So that over looks good to me. That's, that would be my first one. Um, my second play, I would say San Diego State minus seven over Arizona. And that is just because Arizona is awful and they have not been good in a very long time. My model actually has San Diego state winning by 19 with a 75% chance of the minus seven hitting and San Diego state has actually been a growing and pretty solid program the last few years. And Arizona, I don't last year, I think Arizona actually had the quarterback that was run out of town at USF and he went like, Oh, in 12. So I just, I don't think Arizona is going to do anything. Yeah. And then never forget Jordan McLeod's uh, five yeah. interception game against Oregon. Yeah. That's what uh, I'm saying. That is the starter for Arizona. You couldn't play there. Like, I don't know what's going on. Well, might I add too, that's going to be San Diego State's, I believe their first game at their new stadium too. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. And that's another yeah. reason they're home too. Like home is a big advantage in college football. Yeah. Um, and then, so my third one, I have Louisville minus four. This one isn't quite as big of a quote lock as the other two, but it does. My model does have them winning by eight with a 64% chance still rated as an A, which it's probably on the bubble between an A and a B, but I don't see Syracuse being very good. And Louisville was 
middle of the pack ACC, but I mean, they're returning a solid amount of players. I think that they will be a decent team this year. They have a pretty tough schedule, but I don't really see Syracuse being a threat to them. So I'm going to take Louisville minus four. And I, and then, and I, and I think Scott Satterfield there is, 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 is really coaching for his job. So I think there's, you know, I think there's a little bit more motivation there too. Yeah, they haven't been there. Like Louisville has not been his, like as good as they've been historically. So they need to. I agree. I think they need. They. I think they know it too. So, yeah, I think that's a good play. And then my last one that I would. This is probably one of my favorite ones, honestly. Boise State plus two and a half. My model projects Boise to win the game outright by twelve. So you're getting, according to my model, fourteen and a half points on the spread, which is pretty crazy. So it says that there's a 71% chance of Boise to cover, which is definitely an A. So they're returning 17 starters from a 7-5 and five team. The Oregon State coach is 0-4 in his career in season openers against the spread. So that is pretty good data to show me to take Boise to cover because I, I don't – I think they win the game outright for sure. So, yeah, those will be my four, quote, locks, if you want to call them that, Saturday. Okay, and then let's look around the state real quick at some of the marquee matchups. Obviously, a, a few already in the books as uh, UCF took care of business yesterday. We mentioned that. Um, Miami takes on Bethune-Cookman um, at 3.30 in Coral Gables. Won't really talk about that one just because that one's kind of a – we know how that one's going to go. But there's two big ones that I want to touch on, and that's uh, – the first one is – and we touched on it a, a little bit – is um, – is Utah, uh, the number seven Utah Utes, uh, traveling to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium and playing Florida? Yeah. Um, I honestly think that I, – I do think Utah will have a good season. But if you look at the last few seasons, they have a tendency to start pretty slow. And I, I don't know if I would have put them in number seven this early in the season because – and I this is a game I'm still – I'm still on the fence if I'm going to take it, but I'm leaning actually UF plus three. And like I said, for the reason that Utah is pretty prone to slow starts. I think they started two or one and two last year before they won like 10 in a row or something like that. And um, I know they're returning a lot of players, um, but kind of like with BYU, it's tough to win in this environment. Um, And I, I really think UF is obviously a much better team than USF. So I think, and I think the swamp is a very tough place to play. So yeah. the Gators, I think cover, but I'm not probably not going to be betting this because I really do see this as a toss up because um, Utah's the better team. But I think if anything, it's just the beginning of the season, the weather and the traveling. But that's, in my opinion, not really something that you should bet off of. So I'm probably going to hold, but I, w- I would probably say that UF is going to cover. Okay. Then Florida State and LSU in the All-State Louisiana kickoff in New Orleans at uh, at the Superdome. Uh, it's essentially another home game for LSU. Yep, and that's probably why I'm going to take LSU minus three. I know Brian Kelly as the new coach, a lot of people don't really like that. Um, I do think he'll have trouble recruiting in the SEC, especially against you know his peer coaches uh, like Jimbo and Saban and just everyone. It's not going to be easy for him. I don't think it was a great matchup for him or LSU, but the, all of that being said, uh, the Tigers do have an excellent offense. I think that FSU's worst days are behind them, 
but I don't see them going, like you said, essentially into a home game at LSU and winning. Like my model gives LSU a 68% chance to cover, which is also an A. Um, FSU, I mean, they were okay last year. They were nothing to brag about. Neither was LSU. So, I mean, I guess that's fair on both sides, but I just see the LSU with a lot more talent than FSU, and it's essentially a home game. So that one I probably will lay the LSU minus three. All right, so that's going to be week one. And as we wrap up here on another edition of the podcast, we've talked American Athletic Conference. We've talked USF-BYU betting. We've talked a little bit about week zero, a little bit about week one. Uh, obviously we've got some, some fun things cooking up this season, Joe, that we're, that we're trying to, trying to get rolling. Um, but, uh, give a little bit of background on, on, on what you do, uh, with, the, with, uh, you know, all the information you provide the discord server, all that good stuff is, as, uh, as I think it's going to be a very valuable resource for folks, um, this college football season. Yeah, no doubt. Um, first of all, it is a subscription-based app through Discord, like you said. Um, so it, there's a couple of different aspects. It supplies sports picks and information, but it also supplies stocks. Um, wow, fuck, you're gonna have to edit that out. Um, but it also supplies stock stock trades, crypto trades, uh, market updates, and information in that space as well. Because I was a stock trader for five years, so. I thought that it would be pretty cool to start a business that kind of integrated both of the things that I like and I would say I'm pretty good at, and that would be sports, trend analysis, betting, and then stock trading. So I think that's a unique difference between me and a lot of other, you know, just quote unquote sports bettors is it's almost like Barstool and like TD Ameritrade in one instead of having to like go back and forth. So that's one aspect that I think sticks me out a little bit towards my peers would be the stock and crypto parts of the business, which I'm, I haven't been into it as much as I would like to lately, but I'm going to ramp that up again soon. Along with college football and NFL, it's going to be a busy fall for sure. Um, yeah. So I think uh, something that's pretty cool that we've started doing, which I think you're a part of actually, is we kind of pool. So I have like 82 subscribers right now, I think. And I offered this package. It's called the Warren Sharp Access yep. for NFL futures, NCAA picks, NFL picks, prop bets. It's it's pretty legit. So Warren Sharp is a, I mean, he's a sports better, or maybe not. I don't even know if he bets, but he analyzes everything, the trends, and then gives like recommendations. So he's won 16 years in a row. Last year, he was 83% in the NFL on winning percentage. Granted, there's always going to be a little bit of juice from Vegas, so I'm sure probably realistically is like 75%, but that's still pretty phenomenal. So something unique about what we do with Pickles Picks is this guy, it costs $1,200 for his information, right? So I would post in in the Discord, whoever wants to get in on this, I'll make a private channel. And then each person throw up 50 bucks each until we hit 1200. So we got like 25 people to throw 50 bucks or 22, whatever it comes out to. And you're now getting $1,200 worth of information for $50, which is 4% of the cost for hundred percent of the information. Right. So if you look at it that way, you're saving 96% of the money if you were to just buy it on your own. So that right there in itself 
makes it worth it by eleven hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> so that is, I think is going to be another aspect that really sticks me out is like if we can get people that are going to buy into what I'm trying to do. And that's only going to add resources, right? Like if you have a guy who's won 16 years in a row, 83% chance or 83% of winning last year, $1,200, and you only have to pay $50 for this information. Like that's, that's pretty substantial. Like that's a good trade-off. So the resources and the business itself are growing. I think quarter by quarter, I'm going up like, I think year year over year, it was like a 56% increase. But then in the last quarter, it was like another 56% increase. So we're growing pretty quickly. Not like we're not skyrocketing, but every month we're gaining a couple more people. And um, I like I would love if anyone's interested to reach out to either Will or myself. And if you enter the code Bulls22, so you go to picklespicks.com, P-I-C-K-E-L-S-P-I-C-K-S.com, and then type in the so you can either pick the the lifetime or the monthly renewal and if you type in bulls 22 you'll get your entire first month for free and just to give you guys a gauge of where i'm at um i bet with a hundred dollar units i'm up about fifteen thousand dollars since the beginning of june with a winning percentage of 73 percent on over 1800 wagers so that's a pretty big sample size And I mean, most of this is coming from me using my simulation model. I'm not really just throwing darts at games. Like I'm really analyzing trends and teams and, you know, all the factors that come into it. So it's not just blind betting at all. It's really, really um, educated, analyzed trend analysis, all of that stuff. So it's cool. I mean, it's still, it's, um, I think I started this in April of last year. So not even 18 months yet and it's come a long way in that year and a half so i'm excited to see where we go and i would love you know for anybody that wants to have because we just have fun we we shoot the shit we we make some money and i mean what else can you ask for you know yeah no it's it's it, it and and i've been been in there probably since march madness it's 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 a fun group to be a part of there's you know, a, a lot of, a lot of good perks to it. And, and, and again, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's all information. You can choose to do what you want with it. You could, you 100%. know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really up to you, but it's a terrific, terrific resource. Um, you know, that, 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 you know, anyone can use to, you know, just try and make, make a couple of dollars here and there for sure like i said that warren sharp like that is the best example i can give like yeah four percent of the cost for a hundred percent of the information on a guy that's won 16 years in a row like that's almost free money like there's no such thing as free money but that's that's probably as close as you can get (laughs) right and then same thing with you i mean i know you take so much time and and you know, every day, pretty much for the last couple of months uh, during the dog days of summer with, with major league baseball yeah, and player summer. props and, and, summer's and been crazy. Yeah. yeah player like, props and run lines and money lines. I've, and, I've really had to change the way that I look at betting with baseball because, you know, yeah, like in the summer, there's no basketball, hockey, football, none of that. So to keep my guys engaged and my, you know, whoever's in the group, you got to think outside the box. And that's where, yeah, we started going crazy with like strikeout props, over-unders on bases, run lines, over-unders on that. Like just, and baseball is streaky, man. Like yesterday I had the Rangers, I'm not going to lie. And 
They were up five runs in the eighth inning and they gave up six runs in the last two innings and lost. And it was, I should have hedged it. I didn't. I mean, it happens, but you know, yeah, how about that, that Arizona Philadelphia beat the <laughs> yeah. other day? <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't like, dude, some of these baseball teams, you really just can't make it up. Like, they'll put up 15 runs in the game and then they'll score three the next game. And it's just, yeah, yeah. and that's where like baseball can get frustrating. And that's why I tell people to hang in there, like, especially if like we're not having the best week and someone has just joined. Like, I try to get the, the group to rally around the fact that it's not a one week you know game here like we're here playing the long game like this is a couple months a year like you got to look at like i said a 2000 bet sample size instead of 20 so that's big right and that and and that's part of why you give folks a free month as opposed to yeah exactly because if like you know because anybody can have a bad week but you got to look at the overall scope and the vision and the goal of what we're trying to do and i think a lot of people that have bought in really do see that because I'm not we're not losing subscribers I mean people are pretty happy with what we're doing like the the resources the information it's all it's pretty cool yep yep so again if you go to picklespicks.com that's p-i-c-k-e-l picks p-i-c-k-s dot com if I'm if that's that that's the way 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 you spell yeah. it if I remember correctly. Yeah, pickles picks. There's a S at the uh, end of it. so P I C K E L S P I C K S. There you go. There you go. And type in the promo code code Bulls twenty two. You'll get your first month free in the Discord server. Um, picks every single day. Um, a, a good amount of picks, so variety. So if you only want to bet one thing a day, you can bet one thing a day. Um, you know, it, it, it's, again, it's all information. That's, that's the disclaimer we'll throw at you. Um, and again, any of the information that you heard today regarding online gambling or gambling of any sort has all strictly been informational. This is an online sports betting uh, this is a, a sports betting resource that is meant to provide sports betting information for entertainment purposes only. It is the responsibility of the listeners of this podcast to learn to about the online gambling laws in their region or state and to abide by these laws while deciding to place uh, sports betting wagers, uh, whether that be online or in person. Again, uh, Joe, any final thoughts as, as we wrap this one up and we get ready for week one? Um, I'm excited to keep this going if we can. I think this could be really cool. Um, I really appreciate you having me on here. And uh, anybody who's willing to give it a shot, please reach out to either Will or myself about it, and we'll get you signed up and we'll get it going because it's going to be a fun football season for sure. Yes, it will. Uh, How can everybody follow you on social media? So you can either follow Pickles Picks on Twitter or you can follow my personal Instagram, which is usually it's pretty much an extension of the Twitter. I'm still working on getting the business Instagram going. Okay. So my personal Instagram is jpicks33, which is J-P-I-C-K-S 33. That's also my Twitter, but I have a Twitter for the actual um, Pickles Picks, which is just P-I-C-K-E-L-S-P-I-C-K-S, same as the website domain minus the dot com so that would be the best way to follow if you're on the fence but i would really look into the free month because well, there's not much to lose you know right right without a doubt so 
All right. Well, we appreciate you for coming on, Joe. We will definitely uh, keep this rolling. A, a little bit of a plan is to kind of have a 10, 15 minute segment each week, kind of with our to, to pair with our preview podcast of, uh, of each game. So give you a little bit of a flavor in it, in addition to our regular insider. So with that being said, we'll be right back here on the Fletcher and Fowler podcast. All right, as we wrap this one up, thank you so much for listening here again. That was Joe Pickell of Pickles Picks. Don't forget your promo code over at PicklesPicks.com. Type in Bulls22 at checkout, and you'll get your first month for free. Um, That was how I joined, using a a month-free promo. Um, And let me tell you, it was really eye-opening. It was, you know, I kind of learned how to, you know, some information about you know how the whole uh scene worked and all that good stuff so um you know it's 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 a very good resource to have so again enjoy the games on saturday we'll have full coverage of usf and byu on bulls 247.com if you're heading to the game enjoy tailgate responsibly uh have a terrific time at raymond james stadium we'll be back very very soon with another edition of the podcast um, definitely one, uh, if not two before Howard next Saturday, uh, we'll be back here, uh, very, very soon. So thanks again for listening. I've been your host, Will Turner, and we'll catch you very, very, very soon. Thanks for listening, everybody.